Hello and welcome to the OME Talks podcast. I'm your host, David Petro. We're just two episodes into season six. And just as a reminder, what we do here at OME Talks is to feature the voices of speakers from the past OME conference. Once a month, we host a webinar where one of the sessions from the previous conference is repeated. And before the webinar, we have this podcast preview, and that's what you're listening to right now. Normally, the webinars are for OME members only, but as we do every year, the first live webinar is open to anyone. We'll talk more about how to register later, but for now, let's get to our guests for this month, Robert DeRoche, who will be talking about learning math from the land, art and environment, holistic consideration, stories of math, storytelling and holism. So that being said, let's get right to it. All right, so welcome to OME Talks. This is our season six first live episode, and we are talking with Robert DeRoche. Robert, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Enjoying some uh, late summer weather. It's quite gorgeous out. Robert, uh, you're going to be our first guest here on the OME Talks podcast and the, the webinar, and I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks, David. Uh, my name's Robert DeRoche. I'm Métis from Ontario on my father's side in French. I use he, him pronouns, gay, queer, and I am currently a centrally assigned vice principal with Indigenous Education at the Urban Indigenous Education Centre Toronto District School Board. So I'm curious, as a secondary vice principal myself, mm-hmm. I'm curious what a centrally assigned vice principal does. So we have a team of people that support. uh, We have a student success team, which supports First Nation, Métis, Inuit students across Toronto District School Board. We have uh, learning coaches and instructional leaders that support with professional learning and in-school supports. We have community liaison team. And so I work with the teams and I work with other administrators to look at how they engage Indigenous education and the work of truth and reconciliation in their schools. There's a lot of interest, of course, on how one would engage in uh, looking at sciences and maths from Indigenous perspectives. And so that's some of the work that I work with the instructional leader team on to, to work on the conditions in classrooms, particularly math classrooms. And so in that role, and I guess even uh, even with the outside of that role, how do you find that you align yourself with mathematics? How did you get aligned with mathematics? I got aligned with mathematics because I was a classroom teacher and I am more of an arts and language person. And so when I had uh, junior intermediate students and I noticed that there were some, what I say is some gaps in math concepts, that I took it upon myself to learn from other math educators some best practices. And so I align myself with math because, and other subjects, uh, because I believe that each that students need access to learn in ways that are meaningful for them, but also to be able to be numerate and literate and to be able to have more choice in life. Okay. And so now you were one of our featured speakers last year at OME 2023. Yes. And I always ask all my guests, how did you first either get involved with or hear about OME along the way? Um, I got involved with OAME uh, years ago. 
because there was a math coach working in my classroom when I was back in the classroom. And he was going to the conference and he shared with me afterwards some of the great things that happened. And so I really was interested in the variety of things that were at the conference in terms of content practices, assessments. And then um, as a learning coach with TDSB, I had the opportunity to go to the conference one year and was just really blown away by the diverse ways in which people take up math. It was great to be with other colleagues and talking. And then the year after that, I, uh, it was in Ottawa uh, and I presented with colleagues and we were looking at uh, student identity and community walks as a way of engaging students in math and understanding math and teaching teachers about math in their own neighborhoods. So I always like to hear that, um, you know, people start going to the OME conference and then relatively quickly feel that they have something to share and present at the OME conference. Because I think, you know, that's one of the things that makes the conference so good is the, and, the, and you mentioned it yourself, just the di- diversity of voices uh, coming from all over the place. So uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that we had you sort of right away to engage and, and, and tell you and tell your what you had to give us in your head so you could we could you could share that with us thank you what i found though is that when i was t- doing that talk around uh community walks and math there was like a lot of people at the workshop i found there was a hunger to engage in conversations around equity and anti-oppression uh, within mathematics context. So it's it's rewarding to learn from other people too while you're presenting. And we were lucky to have you last year, uh, not only for a breakout session, but we are going to feature your featured session in our OME Talks uh, webinar this, uh, this, this month. And uh, this is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm not going to lie. This is probably one of the longest titles that we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> learning math from the land, art, and environment, holistic considerations, stories of math, storytelling, and holism. Robert, can you give us a little bit of an elevator pitch about what your session is going to be about? I mean, I believe in the power of stories and the importance of stories. Uh, You have stories that are important to you. I have stories that are important to to me. And I think about, uh, and I talk about the importance of story and that connection to learning in math. Then I look at the ways in which, uh, and this is my own experience as an arts educator that taught math, is how do creative processes in the arts and learning on the land engage students? And then what I ask people to do is ask them to think about their own understandings of what that means to be a storyteller that uses math to tell stories. So when you think of people who, who you would like to come to your, your talk, do you, do you see this? I, I know that it was sort of geared at, you know, all grade levels. You know, how, I'm, I'm going to pick a, a grade, I come from the secondary level, you know, or what am I going to hear that's going to connect to what I'm doing in a secondary class if I come to your talk? So what I'm thinking about particularly is uh, grade nine math and the enhanced pathways with math and thinking about how we create conditions of well-being in a math classroom. I also think that's applicable when you're thinking about grade 10 math. Like what are the conditions 
where students feel themselves as part of the math learning, see themselves and feel themselves represented. So they engage in multiple ways and multiple uh, type of questions. And so, you know, two of the main ideas in your, your talk are storytelling and holism. And I know, I know we spoke, we spoke briefly before the conference and I'm, I'm wondering if you could Remind us, you know, what is meant by holism in the context of math? Sure, sure, sure. Um, a lot of times as educators, and I do this at times too, sometimes we really focus on learning that is in the mind. So into like thinking about only using the head and the mind. And when we think about holistic approaches, we think about the body in math and that there's math within our own bodies and the ways in which if one is not engaged or one doesn't feel comfortable or doesn't feel successful in math, that the impacts that that can have on the body. We think of feelings associated with math and we think about the spirit or some uh, the spirit. So the holistic approaches are really a whole way in which we think about the entire learner and how when conditions are set in a math classroom that feeds into the body, the mind, the spirit, and the heart, that um, math learners are going to want to engage in, in more meaningful ways and be willing to take risks. And so, I mean, I think that the idea of taking risks, I mean, I'm glad that you, you mentioned that. I mean, that I think is a universal trope that we want our students, you know, when they come into our class to be risk takers in terms of their education and and not be afraid to to make mistakes along the way. And so, what do you say to a student who's afraid maybe to take those risks? What I think about is if the, I'm noticing and through my observation and talking with students and getting to know them that there are people that are scared to take risks, then it's about the conditions that I set in my classroom. And it's about being a co-learner alongside with students. So if I'm thinking about I'm doing some problem-based math, I'm doing some STEAM-based learning, I'm out on the land, I'm doing the non-vertical, non-permanent surfaces, I'm actually co-learning with the student alongside with the student, talking with them and getting to engage in conversation with them and be willing to make myself vulnerable in, in, in learning as well. So definitely using uh, your own modeling there to, to build that, that, that culture in your classroom for sure. And so now I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give the whole talk away, but I'm curious if you could give us some example of how story connects to mathematics in the context of your talk. So I turn to sort of indigenous methodologies around storytelling and particularly uh, one that I like is called Paul Latch's Pedagogy. And within there, there's talking about stories and story works that uh, Joanne Archibald's work. And I think about how we all have those stories of math that we can remember where maybe we weren't so successful. But then we also have those stories of math that make us feel how we are at math and the roles that it plays for us in math and then I also think about how do students invent stories and how do we think about stories that include math in them that are meaningful to us and connect to our everyday lived experiences. So without putting you on the spot, um, is there a particular story that you could give us a, an example of here? Which is exactly what I'm doing is putting you on the spot. <laughs> you are putting me on the spot. 
Okay. So, you know, what I think about sometimes is when I'm doing, I think about like, what is the story of math when I'm going to have a conversation about, um, say, for example, it's Orange Shirt Day coming up in a few days. And then I start to think about, well, when was the last residential school closed? And then I'm thinking about, oh, it was 1996. So how many years ago was that? What's the story of math in there? How many residential schools were there? Then we think about particularly is how many children's graves unmarked graves are found outside residential schools. So those are stories that are rich in numeracy, but they're rich in justice. And thinking about how do non-Indigenous people engage in learning truth from these atrocities in order to engage in reconciliation and build relationships that are trustful and uh, meaningful with Indigenous peoples. Okay. So now we do not want to give your whole talk away. We want to leave some for the webinar. Uh, this webinar uh, is going to be open to all comers. So it is a free webinar for anyone to show up and participate with. We will be doing that webinar in the second Wednesday of October this year. So that is on the 11th. Uh, and so Robert, thanks for uh, talking to us today. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. And or you talking to us in a couple of weeks. And and again, thanks for speaking to us tonight. You're welcome. My pleasure. That was Robert DeRoche giving us a brief preview of his upcoming free webinar at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, October 11th. If you would like to register for this webinar, you can do it on our MCIS registration site. And the link for that can be found in the description of this podcast and also on the podcast page of the OME Talks website, talks.oime.on.ca. Next month, we'll be featuring Wing Yi Wee and Megan Whittington, who will be repeating their talk, Build Fluency Using Engaging Math Routines to Create Empowered Learners. So stay tuned for that, but in the meantime, stay safe. <laughs>